This is the Christian Life Coach Collective, and I'm your host, Laura Malone. We're talking all things coaching, concepts, tips, tools, self-coaching, mindset, faith foundations, and definitely entrepreneurship because I want to support your calling as a coach and help you build a thriving online business with God as your CEO. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Here we go. Burnout shows itself in different shapes and sizes. And for some people, it's like a really highly physical thing that leads to health problems like adrenal fatigue and migraines and stomach aches, ulcers, etc. And for other people, it can be more spiritual, maybe even lead to a crisis of faith. And then for many, it's a hugely emotional experience connected to like empathy fatigue or compassion fatigue. And then there's mental effects when the brain and the mind in burnout just say, please stop. (laughs) That's what I get. And all of them have something in common because burnout, no matter how it manifests for you, is really just a stress response. It's another area where you need to be more aware of the root than the fruit in order to really get healing and restoration. It is a chronic state of collective stressful emotion that leads your soul and body to just give out because emotion is always in your body. It's either flowing through your body or it's stuck. And I'll let you guess which one is healthier. Burnout is being chronically stressed overwhelmed, exhausted, and worried. And it's chronically not mitigating your stressors and your stress level. Chronically means consistent over a long period of time, okay? So the difference between stress and burnout is that stress is a response to threat. It's built in. You're supposed to feel a response to threat, okay? Chronic stress which means being in a state of stress in your body, mind, and or emotions for a prolonged period of time, that can lead to burnout. And your body knows when you hit burnout. It wants to rest, but the longer you wait to rest and you force your body to continue going under chronic stress, the worse the burnout can be. Because burnout is a state of being exhausted by the chronic stress. Some signs of it are be like insomnia, uh, a change in eating habits, eating more or eating less or eating things that aren't good for you, whatever. So headaches, stomach aches, and then burnout can often happen alongside of anxiety. And then for other people, it happens alongside of depression. But the only way through hard stuff, my friends, is through the hard stuff. I remember my doula telling me that, giving birth to my first child. She's like, the only way through it is through it. (laughs) And I I was like, who are you and why are you talking to me and what's happening? (laughs) But when, when stress emotions get stuck and have no permission to process through their natural cycle, you get burnt out. When you suppress emotions, you get burnt out. When you ignore emotions you get burnt out. When they go under the rug and you keep tripping over them, you get burnt out. You have to learn how to let your stress emotion process through and out. You have to see it with compassion. You have to learn how to not shame it or fear it 
or be mad about it. All emotions naturally have cycles with a starting point and a middle point and an end. This is healthy. It's the way God actually made you. It's good news because even in a stress response, your body is designed by God to do certain things that help save you. So he actually designed your physical body to have signs of stress and be able to respond like increased blood flow and adrenaline release, faster breathing, and then other systems in your body. I don't know if you know this, but other systems in your body that are not needed when you're trying to like save yourself, when you're under threat, other systems become suppressed. Your immune system, reproductive system, digestive system, other systems that aren't needed to save your life right now, they are suppressed. And they're not needed because your body is trying to save itself. And God created your body to function holistically together so that some systems like rise to the top. Your nervous system has so much to do when you're under threat, when you're afraid, when you're under stress. It is good that your body wants to protect itself when there's a tornado barreling towards you. But once you've weathered the storm you're, you're running from, and you find that, you know, you, you jump into the storm shelter, that was the right place to run to, you did the right thing, your body said, go, and the tornado then dissipates, and you're like beginning to experience other emotions like peace and gratitude, I'm alive, and safety. Well, your body is made to bring all of the repressed systems um, the suppressed systems that weren't needed to save your life, they they rise back to the surface. They come back into alignment. They pop back into motion, right? This is the normal stress response cycle. As it plays out fully from the start through the middle and then wrapped up, right? It's It's supposed to go this way. Your body is connected to your emotions. But We are not always running from a tornado on the ground in the middle of Kansas. And I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. Just let me just throw that in there. Not from Kansas. I've lived in Kansas on the Kansas City, on the side of the state line. But I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. And um, we have more uh, hills. (laughs) Kansas is super, super flat. And there's a reason why the Wizard of Oz was set in Kansas. But sometimes our storms aren't tornadoes. Sometimes our storms come in the form of marital strain or financial problems or a health issue, trauma. Sometimes our storms are just chronic and they have more to do with work, deadlines, pressure, Uh, personalities in our life that we don't know how to deal with, children, teenagers, just stages of life, transitions in our life. Like sometimes the storms look more like uh, instead of a tornado, it just feels like it's been raining heavily enough for so many days on end that we haven't seen the sunlight, right? There is this uh, movie called The Upside with Kevin Hart and Brian Cranston. It's, it's about a billionaire who is a quadriplegic, 
And at one point in the movie, his caregiver, I don't know, he, I think it was he throws like a vase or a picture frame. And the quadriplegic guy gets really excited about that. Like the caregiver sees this and he realizes at some point that the guy hasn't been able to physically express his emotion of anger for like decades. So the caregiver starts bashing stuff in the room and the quadriplegic guy is living vicariously through him and actually gets to experience his anger and his rage and his emotion being able to flow through his body. And that actually makes way. It moves things out of the way that have been stuck and makes room for joy, makes room for peace, makes room for other emotions. And it's really important to allow things to flow through, not just fear, but anger and sadness and shame. There's all emotions have cycles. So if you will learn how to accept the emotion with compassion and say, that's not going to define me and it's not going to stay with me forever. I'm actually, instead of going, instead of ignoring and suppressing it, I'm going to let it go through. And it sometimes it's going to be done in a matter of minutes. Yeah, maybe some emotions need some days and maybe emotions like grief and loss, like they're going to take longer. But in general, shame, fear, anger, uh, sadness, most of the, the times that you experience these things, they just need permission to flow through and out instead of suppression or ignoring them so that they get stuck. If you will let them flow out, then you will be healthier in every way. And they just need an opportunity to flow through and out. This doesn't mean you have to take it on as an identity. You doesn't mean you ha- they have to be your destiny and be with you forever. They probably just need five minutes. So your body, well, remember in past episodes, actually before I move on, I've told you that I, have, I bought a punching bag. It's because I recognize that anger for me is one of my primary emotions. I respond with anger first and foremost to most things. Now I know how to manage my anger and my anger is not always vengeful, it's not always rage, but that is my primary emotion that pops up. In general, most people experience either fear, anger, or shame first before they go on to anything else. Most people will experience one of those three emotions primarily. It doesn't mean that it's the only thing they feel, but when they're under threat or they are in a sticky situation or something hard happens, one of these three emotions is usually the first to pop up. Sometimes it's a sadness as well. And those things, they just need a place to go. So I bought a punching bag because the anger that I primarily feel, it needs a way out. It needs a healthy way to be dealt with. And you know, in Ephesians 4, Paul said, it's okay to be angry, just don't sin in your anger. He meant, don't go punching people. He meant, go buy a bag and gloves. (laughs) He's not saying, never feel angry, never feel the emotion, make sure you suppress it. 
Because Jesus, who created us, knows that emotions are physiological and they need expression, not suppression. But he wants us to let our emotions flow through without harming other people. There are ways to do this, but you have to first understand that your emotions need to be safe enough to be real to you so that you can give them permission to move through and out of your body. The longer you suppress them, ignore them, and hide them, the longer you will not deal with them, and then they will do exactly the thing you didn't want them to do. The reason that you hid them, the reason you ignored them, the reason you pushed them under the rug, that is actually going to be the thing that causes that emotion to rise up and reveal itself later in other more harmful ways. So the healthiest thing that you can do is recognize the emotion, recognize the uh, stressor that is causing the stress response or whatever the emotion is that you're experiencing and compassionately let yourself feel it. When we live like we should not be experiencing hard, difficult, painful emotions, we really set ourselves up for disappointment but definitely like disaster later on because you can't, we don't live in a utopia, not in paradise people. So, right, you've got to say, well, painful things happen. Hard emotions, difficult, negative emotions, they are going to occur. occur. You've got to learn how to deal with them instead of acting like you don't want them. So then you suppress them because it's making you physically mentally, emotionally unhealthy. Okay, so your body needs to complete the the stress response cycle to finally feel safe ever to get to the safe again, okay? Have you ever gotten through a storm of any kind in your life, no matter how big or small, and you thought on the other side when this is all done, I'm gonna feel good about this, right? But then on the other side of it, you crash instead, right? That's because your body needs to wrap up the cycle. This happens to me when my husband leaves town. He's be gone for two weeks, four weeks, and I'm holding the world up. Everything that's happening in the organization, the family, the household, my own work, like all of those things, they fall to me because he might be on site for a deployment after some type of crisis or disaster someplace else in the world. Well, everything is on me. Then he comes home, he crashes from the deployment and his experience. So he, his body needs to crash and it like, poof, finish the cycle, complete the cycle. I'm home. I'm safe. I continue to hold up the world while he crashes. This has been 20 years. I can, my, my can't have my crash. My cycle is not ended yet because he's in the middle of his crash. And then, then it happens. And now I can see it and I can see it coming and I can communicate it and I can tell the world, listen, I will crash in a minute. (laughs) I'm going to need something, (laughs) but I don't crash until everybody is safe. Everybody's in the house. All the people are cared for. My husband is safely at home. He has gotten through his cycle ending, his crash, and then I need a day. My body will physically give out, and I have learned to just let it. My brain is like, can't think. Nope, not working. 
my uh, my emotions. I I just want to cry. <laughs> I don't even know why I want to cry. I don't care why I want to cry anymore. But whatever my body needs to cry, it needs to cry. I'm going to let it cry. You should let you cry, right? This is good for you. It's so good to experience the emotion instead of resisting it. It is so good to do. So your body needs to wrap up the stress response cycle. And you have to also see the difference between the stress and the stressor. You have to let the stress flow through and get out because even though the stressor might be gone, it might be over, the stress is still being held in your body. So I want to tell you some ways that you can let the emotion of stress actually flow through so that you can complete this stress response cycle and move back into safety and bring health, create opportunity for health to be in your life, your 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 spirit, your soul, and your body. First of all, this I think that it's been said so many times that we ignore it, but literally God gave you breath for a reason and you need to breathe. <laughs> so if you go do some studying on the health benefits of deep breathing, your lungs are made to be filled with air. But if you'll pay attention, you spend most of your life and think about just in the space of one day, if you gave it attention, literally, if you give attention just for one hour to your breath, you will find how shallow you breathe. And if you recognize that, that your brain needs oxygen, I know it's a shocker. Your brain needs oxygen. That's literally like, that's why you're yawning. Your brain needs oxygen. And because you're not breathing deeply enough, your lungs, your body, your brain, your eyes, nothing's getting the oxygen it needs to have, you know, life and godliness. Like, let's just give it what it needs. Don't hold your breath and don't breathe shallow. If you want to experience joy, if you want to experience safety, uh, the difference between fear and excitement is your breathing. When you feel afraid, you're going to naturally hold your breath or breathe very shallow like. If you breathe through something and breathe deeply, you actually allow the fear to turn into anticipation and excitement. So another way to do this is and let emotion flow through is to create. Make anything. Make art. Go write something. Make a spreadsheet. I don't care what it is for you. If you need to create something, do whatever feels right for you to create and don't lock yourself in to the idea that being creative means having a paintbrush. If creating used to feed your soul, but then it became your job, like maybe you're an artist or like for me, all the things that I create for my business, I used to love creating those things because they were not a business. <laughs> I used to coach before I got paid to coach and I loved it. It was my passion. I was so excited to work with somebody and I would always be creating tools and templates and etc. But when, when it becomes what you create becomes part of a job, 
it will become part of the stressor in your life because that's just how it goes. You can mitigate that though. If what you create becomes part of your stressor, go find something else to create. So I do acrylic pouring. And even if I'm not painting, just knowing that the painting opportunity is there when I want it is very therapeutic for me. The next thing is exercise. And again, it's just something that people can't tell you over and over again um, enough. But if you keep choosing to not do what you've been told is good for you, then you take it to Jesus, right? But movement of any kind is good for your body. It's good for your mental and emotional health. It actually helps not everybody, but it helps a lot of people to allow emotions to process through and out. If you're differently abled, you can still do your version of movement. And it's how you can let your body know that you're no longer running from a tornado, but it's you're in a safe place and you can walk slowly. You can move from one place to another. You can move from unsafe to safe. You literally move your body so that it finds safety in the movement. And then this movement signals to your brain that the stressor has passed. The storm is no longer upon you. Another thing that I really love, I talked about this in other episodes because I so love it, is your imagination. Like go imagine things. You were created with an imagination, which is a beautiful thing. And here's the Here's the downside to not recognizing the power of your imagination. You don't need a real storm upon you. You don't need a tornado chasing you for your body to respond to a storm that you've imagined and then enter a stress response cycle. All you have to do is imagine a storm and your body's going to try to save you because your brain and your body don't know the difference between a real storm and a perceived storm. If your imagination and your mind, your thoughts, your whole paradigm, right? If it does not, uh, if it's not real, but you've created it in your imagination, if you've perceived it, if you think about it, meditate on it, your body and your brain are going to respond to it. But instead of only using your imagination to create terrible scenarios, you can also use your imagination to resolve the stress and create amazing, joyful scenarios. You can use it to meditate on God's glory and goodness. You can use it to envision heaven. You can use it to simply come back to center. You can imagine yourself finding joy and doing what needs to be done to overcome the storm. Use your imagination to see what is possible. Gosh, you could even go guide yourself through this imagination while you take a walk and you're moving. Yeah. So the other thing is connect. Go tell the lady in line in front of you that you really like her hair. Uh, Call your friend. Tell them how much you appreciate them. Spend time with children. That's like hold a baby. (laughs) Share lunch with your coworker. Just go be with people. Especially today when so many people are working from home, you have to be really proactive about it 
But even getting on a Zoom call with somebody to talk about something besides work or other stressors can be really helpful. And there's research out there that says if you hug somebody for 20 seconds or if you kiss somebody for six seconds, this can help your brain chemistry switch into the safety mode, right? So obviously choose wisely about who you're hugging for 20 seconds and choose extremely wisely who you kiss for six seconds. (laughs) Let's just be in the appropriate direction here. Don't just hug anybody, kiss anybody. (laughs) Find the right people who are safe enough for you to hug for 20 seconds. And if you can put your body in a, in this situation for that long, it's because you feel safe enough to do it with somebody. And that really does help switch your brain chemistry and release chemicals into your body and help your brain and body say, okay, I'm good, I'm safe now, right? So for some people, connection can happen in nature, like in the mountains, the beach, or someplace from their childhood, or even just having a good memory of something that's happened in the past where they felt connected. And then if human connection or nature connection, whatever, isn't possible in the moment, or it's not something safe for you, go connect with God. First and foremost, like, Go learn how to do that. Practice the presence of, of God. Stop and actually put yourself in the position of connecting with him. Breathe. Close your eyes if you need to. Imagine him right there next to you. Let him stand there while you work out or take a walk with you or just stare at the chair across from you and be with him. You can close your eyes and pray or whatever feels right for you, but connection with somebody safe and not stressful is important to help your brain close the stress cycle. You want to move into the capacity that Jesus can give you to have compassion towards your stress and towards your storm, your emotion, soul, and body. And when you do this, you find that you can move through the cycle more easily, more quickly, and help the emotion flow through and out. When you feel fear or shame or anger towards the stress, you're going to suppress it then it will stay stuck and literally ravage your body and health. But if you offer compassion towards your stress and your emotion and you, you're going to allow it to just move through and out. Your body chemistry needs permission and opportunity to change. It's made to change. The, you, you need to be able to move through the stress response cycle and let it flow out of your body. Now, if this sounds a little woo-woo to you, that's totally fine. I encourage you to go read the book, The Body Keeps the Score, do some research, but most of all, go to God and ask him to show you how your stress just needs attention and care so that you can allow the chronic storms to subside. You need to just go to him, pray for his healing and restoration, but do what you can to partner with him in it. Because Just because you recognize what has you stressed, overwhelmed, and burning out doesn't mean you've dealt with it. You have to take action towards healing. And it's like if God miraculously heals you from diabetes, but you continue to eat everything that caused diabetes in the first place, and you refuse to give your body the exercise it needs, then you're not partnering with him in that miracle healing. 
invite God to be in a process with you of overcoming the stress and moving through the emotions and allowing your body to go through the full stress response cycle in a healthy way so that you work with him, not against him, to bring peace into your life and body holistically. So I hope that this helps you understand better how to deal with burnout. But more than that, I hope for you to recognize the strong need for your emotions to be allowed to move through your body instead of suppressing them and getting stuck. Basically, burnout comes from prolonged chronic stress that doesn't have permission to flow through and out of your body. But you can learn how to create opportunities for the stress cycle to close. And I don't know, you probably do it all at once. Go to a park, take a pad of pencil, pad of paper and a pencil, and imagine a scene over there by that tree that's really safe and joyful, and then draw it while you're praying and connecting with God, breathing deeply, and talking to small children as they ride their bike by you. <laughs> I'm just saying, like you could just like put all of these things into one one little scenario and probably come out on the other side pretty happy. Or you could just go hug your mom or your grandma for 20 seconds or 60 seconds. This is my gentle reminder to my kids and grandkids when they listen to this years down the road. (laughs) Go hug your mom. Go grab your grandma. Okay. All right. Bless you guys. Have a wonderful day. My all of my love and prayers towards you that your territory is expanded. Your capacity is increased. The work of your hands is blessed. No harm will come to you. And you have the tangible knowledge that you are chosen, you are loved, and you are highly favored by the King of all kings. Thanks for listening. And I want to remind you to go jump into the Christian Life Coach Collective Facebook group. That way you can grab all the free tools that are there and enjoy a great community of coaches. And if you found this free content on the podcast helpful in any way, please take 60 seconds to go to the Apple Podcast app on any iPhone and scroll down to give a five-star rating and write me a review because it's the best way to say thanks and let me know you're loving the show. Have a great one.